Church. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, la la. It's always good to be back home. I was for five days uh, vacation in Italy. Who loves Italy? Italy is an amazing place, but also dangerous. You know, yesterday I drove home with my car. My boy said to me, Daddy, let's go to Milan for some shopping. I said, no big deal. We, we, I drove into Milan because I, I want to serve my kids. Uh, and then I stopped by the red light, and all of a sudden I felt like the, the, the right back tire was like empty, like Phew. And I drove like this, and I, oh my gosh, the tire is broken. And I drove maybe 300 meters, then I stopped in a small street, and then a guy came, and I felt, oh my gosh, why is he coming? He said, oh, you cannot park here. I said, I cannot drive anymore, my car is broken. He said, no, you cannot park here, come here. And in that moment, I checked, oh my gosh, it's dangerous, they want to rob my car. I phoned my insurance company, they said to me, you are in Milano. I said, yes, my tire is broken. He said, close the windows, stay in the car, they want to rob you. I said, really? And then another guy came. And he said to me, oh, I'm so sorry, Italian guy. This is Italy, you know? What they do if you stop by a red light, and if you're from Switzerland or Germany, that means people with money, they think we have money. But America, they have money. And Chinese people, they're rich. They come with a knife, and they, 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 they go into the tire like this. Then, then you drive 50 meters, then you stop, they say, oh my gosh, something is wrong. You go out of a car, around the corner, then you see the, the right tire, then you look like this, and then comes the guy and says, from the back, and says, oh my gosh, something is wrong. And at that moment, they rob your whole car. And then you're going back and say, oh my gosh, all is gone. And he said, that happens all the time. And I had to go home with the train. Do you love train? Tell you a story. We bought four tickets from Milan in, in Bellinzona, that's Switzerland. The train was, the, 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 the train was so over, overpacked that the guy said, I'm so sorry, we cannot go on anymore because too many people. If not certain people's going out, I stay here in Bellinzona. And I thought, what's going, what's wrong? You know, and all those people, they came into the train and they thought, oh, we bought the ticket. The Swiss people all bought the ticket. And if I bought the tickets, I stay in the train. And say, hey guys, someone, too many people. And people walked out and after 20 minutes, the, the train moved on. This was my day yesterday. Amazing day to come home. I love Italy, gelati, pizzeria. You dream it It's dangerous. And my car is somewhere now in Milano. And maybe... Maybe I will see my car again, or maybe my car will be in Albania. I don't know where. That's why we have a church in Albania. Their job is to bring all the car back, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's always our running, running joke. That's why I'm glad to be in the house of God again. And um, the title is The Secret of the Encounter with God. And we started some weeks ago about the Lord's Tabernacle. And the Lord's Tabernacle, for those people you're not familiar, familiar with the Lord's Tabernacle, I want to go uh, to this amazing tabernacle here. You have to understand, two million people there were in the desert for 40 years, actually. And God said, I want to have an encounter with you guys, because God is an unseen God. And God said, let's build a house. And you can see, like, the courtyard. 
the inner courtyard, then actually a house with two rooms, actually. And God is actually saying, outside of the courtyard, it's a life without God. If you're entering the courtyard, means you belong to the family of God. It's the altar, the water passion. And here you see the holy and the most holy place. And in all those areas, God has like numbers and colors and size and weights. And everything in the Lord's tabernacle is actually a message to us people. And yes, for... Four ways you can look at the Lord's tabernacle. Outside look, inside look, the holy and the most holy place. And you have to understand when you think about the Lord's tabernacle, the way how you look at something, the way how you look at something is very important actually. For example, you can buy new clothes and then my wife is looking like this. Without words she's saying to me, Oh my gosh, it's not fitting together. Have you ever, have you ever had this experience? You bought something and people say, look. Oh la la. And you know something is wrong. I want to show you a picture like a mother holds her child in his hand. And just to look towards the baby is a message. I love you. I adore you. You are amazing. Some years ago, our two boys, Simon and Stephen, they had also a very cute look. And here is the look. I don't know what that look means, actually. It's around one year ago. I know it's about 10 years ago. And even though when, when, I, when I was engaged with my wife, here's a picture of our engagement. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long, 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 long time ago. To look how you look, it's always a message, Right? And you can look up certain things in a very, very different way. In the Lord's tabernacle, there are four positions how we can look at certain things. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 to 19, a longer Bible verse, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are stable to him. Hachi eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devised wicked schemes, Feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. The Bible says how you look at certain things is very, very important, actually. And I want to go you go into the, the Lord's tabernacle, and the whole stage is full of three, actually three uh, doors. Why three doors? Because once Jesus looked at the disciples, and he said in... John chapter 14, verse 6, an amazing Bible verse. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Maybe you heard this Bible verse many, many times. But Jesus is actually quoting the Lord's tabernacle. Three things, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the Jewish people, they were like shocked how in the flipping world can you say this? Because life means you will have an encounter with God. And Jesus is quoting the three doors in the Lord's tabernacle. And I want to teach you about the three doors and four positions, how you can look at certain things. For example, if you are outside of the courtyard, that means you have certain issues in your life. You have some worries in your life, right? And um, it seems in your life that people looking towards you. Have you ever had this feeling people are staring at you? 
looking at you, thinking about you. Outside of the courtyard means people looking towards you. And those looks has always a big impact in your life. Often we feel like confused. We don't feel so, in, uh, uh, in, uh, so com uh, comfortable anymore. And all of a sudden, I have no clue. What should I do with all those looks? What should I do with all the expectation that people have towards me? And the first look is people looking and staring at you. This is always a big impact in your souls, right? Always. But I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit has opened my eyes that I need Jesus Christ. And the first door in the Lord's tabernacle has the way, the, the name, I am the way. I am the way. That means I walk in and all of a sudden in the courtyard, here is the altar. And the altar stands for Jesus Christ. He died on my behalf. He died on my position. That means he shared his blood. The Bible says there's no bigger love than the one who gives his life for another person. And that altar actually is the message. All my sins and all my failures are forgiven. Are forgiven. Can I hear an amen? Some people you have to shout really loud, amen. You are forgiven. Often people say, that's too easy. You make a mistake and then say, Jesus, I'm sorry, it's forgiven. That's the case. Because if I walk into the first door, there is to look towards me. And all of a sudden I look at me. Me. My failures. My motivation. My issues. Here, people looking at me. And here, I look towards myself. And the altar is a place when I ask God for forgiveness. The water basin is actually an illustration that every day the priest, he washed his hands and feet. It's a sign, God, you know my motivation. Your motivation, I, know, I don't know what, what drives you. I don't know why you're doing what you're doing or why you don't do what you should do. There is a motivation in us, right? And sometimes people say, it's not about me. I want to glorify God, you, even though you can point the finger to God. But even though your motivation is not right. It's not what you say. It's what is inside of you. And this is a good picture. Sometimes it's very obvious, obvious what is wrong in our lives. For example, here is an injury of a hand. And this is obvious, right? But certain things with, without the X-ray devices you're not able to see inside of your body. And what the Holy Spirit does in that area, he shows you things inside of you that you cannot see from the outside. Outside of that door, it's what people think towards you. But in that door is you reflecting your own life. The second door you're going into the holy means I look towards Jesus. And the second door is the truth. I walk into the holy and my view is toward Christ. And our light stand stands for Jesus. The seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. The priest pours, pours in every day fresh and new oil. That means my focus is Jesus. I looking towards Jesus. There people looked at me. Here I look at my, myself. And in that area... I look to Jesus. 
where my help comes from. And my biggest illustration that helps me actually is the Lord is my shepherd because I love animals. I grew up with chicken, chicken socks. But sheep are flipping awesome. And Jesus is my shepherd. And you have to understand, a sheep is bl almost blind. A sheep is super stupid. And a sheep is, not, is never carrying some weights. And I look to Jesus and saying, I'm your sheep. I'm blind. I'm stupid, even though if I'm a Swiss guy, I'm so sorry. If you're coming from America, you're stupid too. We're all stupid, you know. Compares to Jesus, right? And this gives me hope. He is my shepherd. I look towards Christ. And then the shed bread means my satisfaction is Jesus Christ. If I have Christ in me, I can be happy and clappy. And the, the altar of incense means I'm so thankful for the way God has shaped and formed me. And in that place of holy, I look towards Christ. Outside of the courtyard, people looked at me. In the first door, I looked to myself. But in the second door, I looked to Christ. When I feel like Christ is in me and I'm in Christ, then I'm going to the last door. And you have to understand, only the priest, high priest, was able once a year to walk to that door. Because it's the most holy place where God has an encounter with the priest. But the Bible says when Christ died on the cross, the curtains were, were open from up top down. And from now on, we are the temple of God and we can enter the presence of God every day. But once a year, the high priest walked into the, the most holy place. And this has actually a name. Where is the label? Where is the life? I cannot find the life. Production team, where is the life? Here. Thank you so much. It's the life. When Jesus said, I'm the tray, the truth, and the life, he spoke about the Lord's tabernacle. He spoke about the Jewish people. And the life means this is the moment where the ark of the Lord is here. Angels and the bread and the, 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 the two uh, platters of the, the, of the Ten Commandments. You know what happens here? You're looking all of a sudden up to God. And the way you look has changed. First, I started out of the courtyard and people looking at me. Then in the first door, I looked at myself. In the second door, I look to Jesus. But in the most holy place, you're standing in the presence of God. And God is looking down on you. And that's the most important thing when you pray to God. You want to have an encounter with God. And you stand still. You're standing in awe. And I say, God, here I am. Speak to me. I'm your servant. It's not about me anymore. It's not about what people think about me. It's not even about Christ. It's about I'm standing in the presence of God Almighty. And it says actually in Numbers chapter 6, verse 25 to 26, May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be kind to you. May the Lord show favor towards you and give you peace. And I'm standing in the presence of God. And you have to understand, I came on this earth with nothing. 
my first breath, my parents smiled and were happy and so proud I am born. But the last breath, who everyone will breathe once, God will smile because we will stay with God forever. I came with nothing and I will go with, with nothing. That means if I stand in that light, in that presence of God, gives me the, the, the clue. All that matters is my relationship with God. You don't stand here with your wife. You don't stand here with your kids. You don't stand here with your cats and dogs. You don't stand here with your money, with your title, position, your knowledge. You stand here naked as a son and a daughter of Christ. And I want to I wanna invite you right now. Can you close your eyes for a minute? The band will play a song and just think for a moment. What would happen if you stay here in this circle, in this light, in the presence of God? What will God say to you tonight? What will be the response of God in your own life? If you're standing in the presence of God, you bring nothing, only yourself. What will God say to you? What will happen if you stand in the presence of God? No sins and no failures. My motivation is cleaned. I renewed my spirit in Christ. He carries me. And I'm so thankful for my life. God, what will you say to me?
disciples and said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And they were shocked because everyone knows he's quoting the Lord's tabernacle. But God built up for more than 40 years, actually out in the desert. And every disciple knew there are four ways to look at something outside of the courtyard. Often people look at us and it does something in my soul. But if I enter the courtyard, I look at myself and I know I'm not perfect. My motivation is not always right. If I move on into the holy place, to the truth, I look at Jesus and I start to remind myself, Christ is everything what I need. And after a while, I feel in peace with Him and I go to the most holy place and I look towards God. And this is actually the most important moment in every prayer life. I will not asking God for anything anymore. I start to ask God, what is your will? What is on your heart? Do you have any specific calling or something in my life that you want that I shall do? And in that present, in that encounter, lives are transformed, lives are changed. Signs and miracles take place in that moment because heaven and earth are colliding. That's the moment when the, God, the will of God and my will are colliding together. And that's why I love the Lord's tabernacle. It's such an easy pattern for me when I get up early in the morning to pray because I'm a very visual guy. And it helps me all these elements in my prayer journey to encounter God Almighty. I would love in the next 15 minutes, I would love to pray with you guys. I want to close the Lord's Tabernacle series. I want to pray on stage this very, very simple practical prayer. And I will ask you in a minute to close your eyes for 15 minutes. I have never asked the church to do that. Don't worry, I will not come to you. I will not put my finger to your ears. Don't worry. We just close our eyes and just imagine yourself. You going to the Lord's tabernacle through every, every element. And I will lead you in 15 minutes from the outside courtyard into the most holy place where you can have an encounter with God. And maybe while I pray, pray, pray with you guys and I will open my eyes, maybe you are stick already by the altar because you are here and say, oh my gosh, I, I, I made so many mistakes. If you stick there by the altar, then just stand there. Don't worry. That's the moment when you, God wants to have an encounter with you by the altar. Maybe you are stick by the washing basin and you feel my motivation is not right. Then just stand there. The next 15 minutes, I'll just lead you to a prayer pattern. I want to make it most practical for you guys that you know tomorrow how you can pray the Lord's Tabernacle. Are you ready? Okay. Can you close your eyes for, just think about the Lord's tabernacle for a moment and then you close your eyes for a moment. 15 minutes, don't worry. And I start my prayer early in the morning and I say to God, God, I, know I remember those days when I had not a relationship with you. I had so many issues in my life and so many addictions in my life and so many worries in my life and no clue what shall I do with those things. And God, I'm so thankful that you have sent the Holy Spirit. He opened my eyes. And I will never forget the moment when I got the revelation that Jesus Christ, He wants to be my Savior. He wants to be my Lord. 
And God, I will never forget those that day when I said yes to the most important way, Jesus Christ. And after two minutes in my prayer, I stand in front of the altar and I say, God, I'm not perfect. I failed. I said certain things not in a proper way. Maybe I had a bad feeling about a person. Maybe my eyes were not so clear. You know everything, God, and I'm really sorry. I want to ask you right now, please forgive me. I'm not perfect. And I did certain things by purpose. And Jesus, I want to ask you right now, can you forgive me? I need your forgiveness. I need your grace. I need again a new start. Because by that altar, a person walked into the altar with a lamb or a sheep. And he said sorry for everything what they did specifically, name by name. And the priest laid his hand on the sheep and then they burned it. And this was a moment of forgiveness. Just think for a moment, you are standing here in front of the altar. Have you asked God for everything for forgiveness? Or is there still, still certain things you have never asked for forgiveness? Or certain things nobody knows what you have done? And that's a moment in, a, in my prayer. I reflect on Christ. I ask Him for forgiveness. My name is already written in the book of life. But forgiveness is something else. But then I walk to the water basin and every day the priest, he could see his own face. He washed his hands and feet because even though if you are holy, if you love God, your feet getting dirty while you walk. And every day he cleaned his feet and hands and he looked into the water. It was like a mirror. And early in the morning I said, God, you know, you know everything. You know my motivation. You know why I'm so ambition. You know why I'm doing what I'm doing. God, you know, I struggle sometimes in my soul. I want to have applause. I want that more people like my Insta stories or whatever. You know everything. God, please clean me. Restore me. Heal my soul, my ambition, my proud. My infirmity, heal me. And I stand in front of the water basin in my prayer. And I reflect my soul. I reflect my spirit. I reflect everything. And while I'm standing there, I say, God, I'm not holy. I'm not perfect. I don't deserve it. I received Christ. I received forgiveness. You're cleaning me. But still there's too much me, myself, and I. So much me, myself, and I. I, myself, and me, it's in me. Take it away, Christ. Clean my motivation. I'm so sorry. I'm so selfish. 
please clean me. Not only my hands, clean everything with me. And when I feel cleaned, forgiven, I'm not looking at me anymore in my prayer. That's the moment I move on in my prayer and I walk to the truth. And here is the lampstand. And in that place, there's no window, nothing. The only light is Christ. And I look at Jesus. And every morning, the priest poured in new oil, fresh oil. He cleaned everything. And sometimes I say, Christ, you know, I don't know. The day I received you, I was so on fire. I could not worship or pray or read the Bibles. I went to church five times on a Sunday. But I don't feel so on fire anymore. Could you enlighten me a new fire? Could you restore in me the passion? Could you oil me again with the power of the Holy Spirit? Christ, I need you more than you can think or imagine. Without you, I'm lost. I'm dark like I'm like a sheep. I am lost. So many opportunities in this world. So many temptations in this world. Christ, please help me. Be my light. Be my way. Be my path. And I look at Jesus. And that's the moment I realize in my prayer, without Christ, I am nothing. Nothing can satisfy me. Nothing. I start to worship Christ in me. I'm not looking at me anymore. I look at Christ and then I move on to the bread, 12 breads. And it means I'm, Christ is my satisfaction. You know, often I think if I get a better job or more money, or if I'm married or have a kids, a house, whatever, then I'm happy and satisfied. But this is a symbol, wherever I go, Christ is my satisfaction. He satisfies my soul, my spirit, and my body. The joy in the Lord is my strength. With my God, I can jump every wall. And not only that, there were some bars as a symbol, I carry you. And sometimes I'm standing in front of a Goliath, of an obstacle or a challenge, and I don't see any solution how to conquer that obstacle or beast or giant. And I remind myself, Christ is carrying me. He's carrying me. That's the moment that maybe if, you, if you're sick or you lost a person or whatever, this is an element. It reminds myself, Christ is carrying me. I'm not alone. And I fight, don't fight alone. You satisfy me. And after a while in my prayer, if I feel my soul is fed and well, I move to the altar of incense. This is thankfulness. Thankfulness for the way how God has formed me and shaped me. You know how many times I struggled? I'm not so big. I'm pretty small. 
And often I said to God, why am I so small? Why am I not bigger and stronger? And in the instance of altar, this is the moment I say thanks to God for the way I am, for my DNA, for my talents, for my character, for the size, for the weight, for everything, for my ear, for my nose, for my hairs. I start praising God for everything because He's my creator. I'm a masterpiece of God Almighty. God formed me and shaped me in the mother's womb. The hand of God has formed me, the DNA, the character, the gifts and the talents. And I close my eyes and say, oh God, so often people look towards me and they start to laugh about me. But you don't laugh. And I'm not starting, closing. I praise God. I'm so thankful. I could not choose where I'm born, in which nation, in which family. God has chosen that for me already. And I cannot stop praising God anymore for the way He formed and shaped me. I have started my prayer with my issues and what people think or say about me. But in that door, I focus on myself and I felt so unholy, such a failure. But then I moved into the truth and I'm standing here in awe and I remind myself I'm a masterpiece. I'm not perfect. Wow. And after a while, I'm ready to move into the most holy place. I'm not looking at myself anymore. I'm not looking anymore to Christ. I want to have an encounter with God Almighty, all known, all present, and He's in charge of everything. And when I walk into that door, here is the real life. Life starts when God looks towards you the ark, the angels, the bread, the stick of Aaron, the Ten Commandments, everything is a message. God lives in me and I live in God. And when I have that encounter in a most holy place, maybe after 10 minutes, 50 minutes of prayer, I feel different. I started what people think about me. I started about myself, about my failure, my motivation. Then I moved and I saw Christ, what He has done for me. But now God looks down on me. God Almighty looks down on me. And I stand in the presence of God Almighty. And that's the moment I'm not here with my issues anymore. I'm not with my bags anymore. I'm standing there and say, God, I'm your creation. You created me for your glory. My heart beats for so long until you stop my heart to beat. I breathe so long on this earth until you allowed me to breathe. 
And there will be a moment I will not breathe on earth anymore. There is a moment when my heart stops beating here on earth. But God, my heart beats forever and ever in eternity. And God, is there anything? Is there anything you want to say to me? Is there anything? Is there anything you want to say to me? And I'm quiet. And I look at God. And God looks to me. And I look to God. And God looks to me. That's the moment where Moses had an encounter with God. David and Noah. Ruth. Mary. Joseph. Malachi. They had those encounters with God. And that changed their entire life. You know what I'm doing? When I'm standing in the presence of God, always I close my eyes. And I say, God, here I am. I'm yours. My life doesn't belong to me. Everything belongs to you. You have created me. You have formed me. You have shaped me. You have given me a calling and a DNA. And I'm so blessed because you have blessed me. This is how you can pray the Lord's tabernacle. Can you think again for a moment? You standing here in the presence of God. What will God say to you? In that place, signs and miracles takes place. Restoration, restoration takes place. God restores things in me. He heals things in me. I will not forget around 20 years. I prayed this prayer almost every day for almost an hour. And I will not forget in the early years when we started this church, I always felt I live in the wrong place. I'm not a Swiss guy. I feel more like an American. And every year when I flew to America, I felt coming home. I felt like, oh my gosh, I belong there. And every year, every day I ask God why I'm in Switzerland. And then God reminds me, you belong here. You are different. You give the Swiss people a certain flavor. And that's your calling. Stay here. That's your calling. That's your mission. And your flavor to be different as a Swiss guy. We'll break some chains, some walls, and you will see a church who is growing. And that's why the Lord's Tabernacle Prayer is and was so important for me, guys. You can enter God in 10, 12 minutes in all those elements. Before we praise and sing to God some songs, I think maybe you're here, you have never given your life to Christ. Maybe you feel like 
I don't belong to God. I, I did certain things wrong by my, pur my own purpose. Or maybe you've never given your life to Christ and I just want to give you right now the opportunity to say yes to Christ because when I was 18 years ago, I handed over my life to Christ and it changed my life. And if you're here, you've never given your life to Christ or you really feel far away from God, you feel like a backslidden Christian or you're not on fire anymore, you say, oh, it's an amazing prayer, Pastor Leo, but I don't feel connected right now with God. Maybe your step right now is to be reconnected with God. Can you close your eyes again? And if this is you, you want to say yes for the very first time to Christ, or you want to say again yes to Christ, I will pray a prayer, one sentence, and then I give you just the moment where you can say this prayer as well. And this is for me, you like a commitment saying yes to Christ then say dear Jesus thank you so much for my unique life please forgive me all my sins and failures I really need your forgiveness I make you as my Lord and Savior lead me and guide me Bless me and protect me. I want to be yours forever. The Bible said when you pray this prayer, you belong to the family of God. I want to say to you, welcome home. You are forgiven. You belong to the family of God. And now can we stand together for a moment? Because I believe right now when you stand in this light right now in the presence of God when we sing songs worship songs are prayers our lyrics often we sing this not only for ourselves for my soul for my spirit and for my body and just think the presence of God is here God wants to heal restore renew equip strengthen gives you new hope when we sing and praise the name of Christ heaven and earth are colliding <laughs>